Welcome to my podcast, Today's Dream, Tomorrow's Reality. My name is Vicki Pohl. I'm a life coach, health coach, and a hypnotist at The Enlightened Peach. And this podcast is all about embracing our mosaic life. Now, some of you may ask, what is a mosaic life? Well, it's recognizing that all the pieces of our life, the good, the bad, the indifferent, have all come together to make us who we are. Change any one thing and we are different. With that in mind, I invite you to embrace your perceived imperfections and celebrate who you are. This podcast is unedited and raw, just like life. And I am your host, and I have special guests with me today, and I'll introduce him in just a moment. And But if you have any ahas or questions, please leave a comment or a voice message. And remember to like, subscribe, and share. So now, let's get started. So this amazing gentleman right here is Charlie Gaddis. Did I say that right, Gaddis? That's correct. All right, perfect, perfect. Well, I want to go ahead and share how I met him. Hold on a second. Just realized I didn't turn on the light. There you go. (laughs) But I met him because I have a friend, and she's been a guest on the podcast before as well. Um, And she's a writer. She writes romance novels. And I went with her to a book signing. And so she's signing books. And a lot, and there were a lot of authors there, all romance authors. And a lot of these authors have actual male models on the covers instead of a drawing or whatever. And that just happens to be Charlie right there was one of the male models. And the thing that was so fun and cool to me was when the male models start walking in and everything, and especially when they're at the tables with the author of the book and they're signing, there were women that come running over ah, like they were rock stars and wanting their pictures made and all of that stuff. And so when we were all kind of sitting and just talking um, later in the day, and I found out that Charlie's just a regular guy and he actually doesn't live that far from me, but we're still doing this on this, but just because of schedules, but he's a a father, he's, he's married, he's a father, he has a regular job and he's a regular guy. And it's like, it was, it's just so amazing to me to see people that, it's almost like they, it's almost two lives in a way because it just doesn't seem like they would connect. But um, um, so just go ahead. And if you would, I know you had said that you acted just a little bit and then you got a little involved. So go ahead. And if you would kind of give people a little bit of idea how you even got started on this path. Okay. So I'll give you a little backstory. Um, Growing up, I played baseball, football, basketball, and then actually, when I was younger, I did the county theater plays back in elementary school. Then my schedule got too busy with sports, so played sports all through high school. After I graduated, I had a talent scout here in Atlanta come up to me and connect me with an agency and a management company out in California. So way back in 2007, I... Way back. It feels like way back after thing that's happened in my life since then I but uh, I hopped on a plane uh didn't know anybody but my management and agency and moved out to LA lived in Burbank Toluca Lake 
I uh, lived there for a year and then decided I was homesick and wanted to come home. A couple things happened. My cousin, um, distant cousin, um, she ended up, she's a romance author. And so she knew that I had modeled and acted on the side a little bit. And she asked if I would be on one of her covers. So this was a whole new world for me. And um, I did a you custom. You have one of the books where you can show the cover? I'm going to oh. show it just a Okay. And so I did a custom shoot. It was so so now nowadays you do a, a shoot with all stock images, basically. And the authors go in and, and pick the type, whether it be a firefighter, a cowboy, a pilot, a cop. But this was a custom scheduled shoot. And that's how I got in touch and met Golden, who's mm -hmm. with dog for people that there's a little plug for him um and he was just getting started i think i was like his fifth or tenth cover and now he's got three thousand covers and so that started our relationship to do we do a shoot about every year i have one in three weeks with him um but this was my very first uh book cover and it's her pen name's katie ashley uh so this was that one so mm -hmm. that's how that that was baby Charlie. And then <laughs> I, I, I'm more because I okay. want to give a, um, I, so we went to Knoxville. That was my first signing. And like Vicky said, that's where we met. We had a meet and greet and it was to me, I didn't know what to expect. And I went in just a normal dad <laughs> you know, guy and um, the, the readers, they couldn't have been nicer. Um, but like you said, it, it, it's almost like two worlds collide and, uh, you know, you're looked at by them as this sexy cover model. And uh, so it, it was a cool learning experience. It gave me more appreciation for the authors. Uh, without them, obviously, I wouldn't be here. So I came, her pen name, I went with Dawn Love. And she was awesome. She's great. And uh, that was the table I was at. And this is the book cover I'm on with her. And it's called Logan's Flame. And so both of these books you can find on Amazon. But uh, I wanted to give both of them a plug because without either one of those, we would have never had this conversation. That's right. That's right. I, I mean, it was I had so much fun, but I love talking. And so I was at the booth talking to everybody that came up. Do you know about April's books? And, you know, and just telling them everything I knew. And then especially in the meet and greet, it was kind of fun to um, just talk to people as they were kind of walking up a little bit and just have a conversation. And so it was um, it was very different from what I expected. Um, right. But it was so much fun. And these readers are serious people. I mean, they even there was a few people and I'm sure you noticed it, too. They had wagons behind them to carry all right. the books that they were buying. And uh, I mean, it was like I, I, I was just blown away with uh, with all of that because it was like crazy and you know a lot of them pre-bought their books and so it was big so let me ask you a question here and I know we've um you've touched just a little bit on the um the fact that you got started with the um the the cousin right that's cousin? right that's Right. And then you had mentioned something to me that I just kind of want to make sure I even remember correctly, because I'm I'm 
notorious for I don't take a lot of notes because I like to really ask questions and and learn right along with everybody. Um, But I think I remember you saying that no matter how many times you kind of try to get away from this, something always pops up to bring you back in. Am I remembering correctly? That's correct. So I I was given a little bit of a quick uh, scenario because I knew knew we would dig a little bit deeper. But um, so after I went to California, um, like I said, I was 19 years old when I was out there. um, And it it was a culture shock, to be honest. I was born and raised in Georgia. Um, I had probably 50 auditions within the year, which is a which is a ton. Um, But the problem with me was the look was. I was going out for every lead role. The problem with that was the resume didn't back up the lead role. Um, I booked a couple small jobs. Um, and then eventually I just, you know, I had a girlfriend here at the time. Um, and, you know, she came out here out to California twice. I came home twice. So I seen each other four times in a year. That was, that was kind of tough. Um, so to be honest, I, I moved home and uh, wanted to, wanted to spend more time with the family and her. And, so I moved back and then we ended up starting a family early. Uh, I had my first kid when I was almost 21. Um, we built our first house after a year of being married. And it was funny, my next door neighbor there that I built the house on, we, we had an acre of land and we built the house and um, we were talking one night and he, he said, so, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. And I kind of touched on, living in California. Well, lo and behold, he owned his own talent agency. So that turned into me signing with him and doing a couple commercials. I had, I booked a Hyundai commercial here in Atlanta. And, um, then my, my little boy, who's, he's 15 now, he's not a little boy anymore. Uh, (laughs) he, he was involved in sports and, um, I was a big baseball guy growing up. So I wanted to coach him. So the schedules kind of got tough for me as far as being able to miss work. And at that time I was going to school at night and full-time job, full-time husband, full-time dad. And, um, so we kind of just decided that, you know, that wasn't going to work. Uh, a couple of years later, ran into a guy that I knew back when I was in high school who owned a, um, he worked with a lot of models. His name was Richie Arpino in Buckhead. And, um, he wanted to do a shoot. We did a shoot. He submitted it to one of the number one modeling agencies here in Atlanta and they wanted to sign me. So same thing. It kind of just fell in my lap again. Um, then we went, so then I did, you know, a couple submissions there and, you know, like, like I've told people, it's not that I don't love it. It's not that I don't want to do it. It's, it's not even about really the money. It's more about the time. Um, because my number one priority always will be being the best dad I can be to my kids. And, um, you know, one day they'll be out of the house and moved and grown. Um, now I have three kids, not just one. I've got a 15 year old, (laughs) an 11 year old little girl and a seven year old little boy. And, um, I coach them and, um, try to be at everything I can be at and fit this in on the side because I do like it. Uh, I do enjoy it. And the book world is, I found out, a month ago it's it's a crazy world but it's fun <laughs> yeah. and uh, schedule i'm i'm going back next year and i'm going with dawn and we're gonna have a good time and have a good weekend and um but uh, vicky and i we touched on this at the at the meet and greet and then a little time after and where we both are similar is i truly feel 
what's meant to happen for you is going to happen, regardless how hard you try to stop it, how hard you try to make it not happen. Um, I also do, I also do fitness competitions too now. So uh, working out's my thing. Uh, I set aside an hour every single day, lunchtime. That's my lunch break. Go to the gym and work out. And um, I'm just kind of the person I've always liked to push myself and see what I can do. And it's a mental thing for me. Um, for people that don't know bodybuilding shows, you have to go through a, a really, really rigorous prep. And uh, it's tough at the end, but mine's more of the mental aspect. Like, let's, let's push. And when your body says no, you know, push your mind a little can... bit more. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of my mindset. So I've got coaching dad, husband. (laughs) You got a closet full of hats, man. (laughs) So it's just a matter of, just a matter of time, you know, and, and every, everybody says, you know, you can, you will always make it work what you can make work. And I I agree to that to an extent, but at some point you've got to have only 24 hours in a day, no matter how you spend it. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, you know, because like we were we actually we were going to record this at another time because of football practice. And then you messaged me and said, because it was so hot, they had canceled practice. So we were able to get on here earlier. And I know the people that are listening and watching don't have a clue about that. But it just shows that, you know, we, you know, you have certain obligations that not really obligations, but things that you want to do for your family that you make sure they happen. And so everything s- sits around that, right? That's, that's yeah. correct. So, and you know, I can, I can look back and, uh, you know, if, if I wouldn't have had a kid so early, I think my life would have been totally different. Um, you know, I, I do, I think I probably would have pursued it a little more. I think, um, you know, there was even talk, before uh, we started our family that we might move back out to LA, it would just be us together um, instead of us being separated. And so, you know, in your intro where one little decision or one little choice or one little thing might change the whole perspective of your life. um, I do think um, now who's to say, you know, and, and I wouldn't change it now, obviously hindsight's 2020, but um, you know, yeah, that, that, that's kind of my mosaic, I guess, if you will. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, the way I look at it sometimes is, you know, we can, if we had the ability to be, to float above our life and see the map of it, then we would understand, you know, why we made this pivot to this direction or we moved to this other direction. But because we don't have that ability, we just have to take it as this is where I'm headed now. This is what feels right. And then if something else comes along that feels good, then you can pivot to go with that. Like you have done a few other things. And all of those are probably, to me, are all leading to the the best place. You know, sure. it's just, you know, a roundabout way that we wouldn't have planned. And it's funny because I even, one of the things that I have is, and this is probably going to sound silly, in this context, but I don't like telling people what I want for Christmas or what I want for my birthday or anything like that. Because if I tell them, then they'll get me what I want. But what if they knew something that was going to be even better and I slashed it, you know, and they didn't get it. So I don't like telling anybody because they always give me the greatest gifts that I didn't even think 
they would get or didn't ask for because I didn't know it would be a great gift. And I look at the things that happen in our life is the same way. And it's kind right. of like that, that old Garth Brooks song, you know, um, thank God for unanswered prayers, you know? And so sometimes we are wishing and hoping and praying for something to go this way and it doesn't. And sometimes we feel like, well, you know, if that hadn't happened, then this, but not necessarily, you know, maybe. I I, yeah. Because, because it's, you know, like, like we've said, it's almost like things still fall into place and still happen yeah. the way. It's still most, knocking on your door all the time. That, you know, I mean, maybe it was, I thought it was supposed to happen 17 years ago and it's supposed to happen 25 years, you know, I mean, yeah. who's to say, those. Uh, yeah, you keep blipping out just a little bit uh, every now well, and then. You're not you, but your voice. Okay. Well, okay. I don't know. Eh, well, we'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do your kids think about all this stuff with Daddy being on these romance novel covers and all that stuff? So it's funny. Um, you know, I'm just the dad to them. Uh, my youngest, he's he's seven and he's he's my buddy. And so he thinks, you know, we get it. I always have a rule. I don't want the author to send me a book after I get it. I like to go buy it myself to support them. So when a new book comes in the mail, it's always, oh, it's the coolest thing in the world. And my daughter, she just kind of blushes. And my oldest just, he's like, oh, another book cover. But, you know, uh, I think. <laughs> their you know to their friends uh my oldest especially he's he's in high school now and he's gotten the itch to start working out and that kind of thing and if you ever go to my instagram page it's more of my fitness page a little bit of modeling but they all look at me as the fitness guy that lifts weights and so to them i'm cool to him it's a balance i guess you know it's uh he's still my dad you know and i, yeah, I remember yeah. being, but i but i do think they think it's neat um because when I came back from the signing, they wanted to, I had taken pictures and they wanted to see, you know, some of the stuff and they, they thought it, they thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's pretty neat. And, you know, and it's funny because as you're saying that I'm thinking, you know, there are, you know, big Hollywood stars that sometimes they will say, somebody will ask them the same kind of question, you know, what do your kids think about this? And they say, well, I'm just dad, I'm just mom. They don't really even pay attention to any of that stuff. But I can say for me as a, as a, when I was a kid, if one of my parents had been what to me would have felt like they were really famous, you know, I would have been, whoa, you know, this is great. You know, <laughs> I would have to. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> So do you see yourself, I, you know, you did do a little bit of acting and everything, right? So since Georgia has now, Atlanta has become such a big hub for the, the film industry. So have you had an itch to go and um, do that? And Yeah. Yeah, I have. And again, it's it's more of the the time thing. And now that the now that the older one's getting older, he'll be driving in a year. Part of your schedule frees up a little bit. And um, I'm definitely not I'm definitely not marking it off the list by any means. Um, so let's just say uh, 
I'm going to probably start submitting a little bit more again. Uh, and I, and I gotta be honest, you know, I came back from the, um, the signing and even though that was a book cover world and I told my wife, I was like, I'm really going to start promoting it a little more because I, I, I kind of kept it on the back burner, kept it hush hush a little bit. And, um, I think I'm going to start and, she, and she's all for it. You know, she's like, yeah, go for it. You, you know, we've always dabbled in and out of it. So why not? You know, it only takes one, one thing. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think so. I think so. Well, I'm excited because then I'll be able to say, well, you know, before he was famous, he was on my podcast. Let me just show you this. <laughs> if I ever famous, you'll always have me to come back to. Yay. I'll, I'll come back to you. That's I'll a big hold- I'll hold you to it. I'll hold you to it. <laughs> well, now I'm getting real excited. <laughs> well, that's got to happen. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, it's been knocking at your door all these years. So it's it's time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see, but, you know, we'll see. I, I, I agree. And it's, you know, and we talked about this before. It's, it's tough for me um, to fully, I guess, I don't want to say surrender, um, but I have this guard up a little bit because I don't ever want to feel selfish um, because my number one priority has got to be my family and my kids, you know, but mm-hmm. then with be, with that being said, the other side of me is like, but Hey, I want to do this. Like, you yeah. know, so, so it's hard for me to say, yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. And it's not, it's not because I'm one of those, you know, like when I do fitness shows, I did a, I did a half marathon back in 15. And again, it was the, it was the mentality thing. And when I set my mind to something, it's, you know, it's go All 100%. or nothing kind of thing. So, yeah. So this thing, this is a little different. Like I can't just go all or nothing because let's be honest, I've got a full-time job that it's got to pay the bills and to go full, uh, you know, full on it's, it's a grind and um, it's a lot of, you know, you don't have a big schedule. And um, right now, reality is I, I don't have that. So that's that's kind of where the where the balance has to happen. Yeah, well, I can understand that, but I'll I'll share and this probably has. Well, I'll just share anyway. Um, when I first um, I was in college when I got married and so I quit college and got married. Right. And sure. Years later down the road, I was talking to one of my clients and um, I told him, you know, that I had um, quit college to get married. And he he said, hmm. I said, what is it? And he said, well, why could you not do both? Right. And I said, well, you know, at the time, it never occurred to me that I could do both because I thought I was either in college or I was married. The two could not mix, you know. Um, And so. You know, you have the gift. I was in. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Well, I didn't see it at the time. Right. Um, But so maybe it would be good to to change your phrasing a little bit that you could do and that, you know, and it, and, and because I think sometimes I know for me, I will. Um, I'll let those little parameters keep holding me back, like the time and different things, because even if you started small, like just doing some, um, uh, what is it, extras or things like that, that really get you kind of in there. And it's like, um, 
me up and that kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. And it's like um, yesterday I was having coffee at a coffee shop with my daughter mm -hmm. and it's the cutest little coffee shop in downtown Woodstock. It's a, I wish I could remember the name of it. <laughs> my daughter's going to kill me, but it actually is an art gallery and has okay. a coffee shop in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool. And there are a lot of the people that work there are performers. And so they were different talking about different things, you know, going to this audition and that audition and, you know, their expectations and all this stuff. And so I know it's a, it's a process of, you have to do a lot to get the, get the, the thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. when you think about that, does that feel like something that is, fun to think about or does it feel like it's daunting to think about i'll be honest i did the extra thing and i did the um i did the cameo thing uh the the, the three months before i moved to california because i wanted to build the resume a little bit extras and there's nothing wrong with it but they are grueling long days i mean we're talking 12 to 16 hour days um, oh wow i had no yeah. idea when you make a movie, you don't, you don't realize it. And if you're even an extra, you, it opens your eyes just to get a five minute clip is going to take five to six hours because they've got to get the front, the front take the back, take the side take. Um, so it's, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. Um, so yes and no. Um, the, the, the part of it excites me like print work, commercials, those are quick and easy and fun. Mm -hmm. uh, the extra stuff, probably not. It's just, and it's not that I'm too good for it. It's not anything like that by any means. It's more of, it's a, it's a time issue. Um, but of course it excites me. Uh, I'd be lying if I said it didn't. Um, because I, I, at the end of the day, like maybe, maybe one day that's what'll happen. So of course it, it sets a fire under me a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you're you're talking about that and everything, I'm I'm thinking. So, have you got something in your mind about how you want this to pan out with the? I don't. I don't have anything in my mind really. Um, I guess in my in a, in, a, in an ideal world, and this is going to sound crazy. I'm somewhere, and somebody sees me and asks me to. You know, it's like a Reese Witherspoon story. She went to be a extra in a movie and the casting director was there and she got the starring role. Obviously, that's one in a million. Didn't but I'm that just, happened to Julia Roberts too, though? Am I remembering right? right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not meaning it that way. I'm just saying kind of fell in the place as far as I move it, move next door to a talent scout. I you know, I my cousin was a book cover or a or an author. So I guess in in my ideal world, something kind of just falls in my lap and it happens or somebody sees something and it happens. Um, in the real world, it's you, gr you grind for several years and, um, till you finally get your break. Yeah. So I don't have anything in my, you know, cause I've seen all sides of it. So I don't have anything in my head that, uh, how I can see it going because I've also seen the other side of it, how I would have never thought that would have been me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I would have never thought that. But yeah. at the end of the day, then I like it and I appreciate it, the readers and the authors. And so um, I'm just kind of, let's just see what happens. Yeah. 
Well, that sounds perfect. For one thing, it's like you were saying, you know, it keeps knocking on your door. So, I mean, hell, for all we know, you could go to a coffee shop tomorrow and somebody say, hey, I think I've seen your pictures before. I think you would look good for this. And, you know, right. and a whole nother thing open up. And so then it would just be whether you felt like it was a good fit at the moment. Right. I guess secretly, that's that's how I envision it going. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, well, uh, because back when I was younger and uh, when I went to California, I had went to a convention before I moved out there and we had to do, you know, several uh, monologues and commercials and print work. And um, so there was a soap opera division. And out of like 300 guys, I won the soap opera division. Oh, wow. So I I sat down with, at the time, she's gone, but Fran Bascom was her name, and she was the casting director of Days of Our Lives. So at that point, I thought, you know, I called everybody back here. I was like, I'm about to live. And uh, we said, and it's funny, because that's what my mom watched when I was growing up. And so I already knew the storylines. But anyways, um and it's funny, I'm, I'm friends with the executive producer of Days of Our Lives on Facebook and Instagram. So anyways, but uh, so, you know, that was honestly what I thought I was going to be doing is soap operas. And then my wife's like, you are not going to be on a soap opera. <laughs> uh, so but, so you know, I, I kind of think that maybe I run into the right connection or the right person and then we go from there. Yeah, you know, even the small thing. I'm not expecting to be the next Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, I'm not expecting that. Well, you know, I just heard a story the other day, and I thought it was really interesting um, about um, Harrison Ford uh-huh. and um, him being, um, oh God, on Star Wars. What's his What's his character's name? Uh, oh, well, if you wouldn't have asked me, I would have been able to I tell know. you. Why can I not remember that? It's not Luke. No. No, Luke's the other one. Yeah. I- Why? Well, it doesn't really matter. But um, the story that I heard now, you know, we hear stuff all the time. Doesn't necessarily mean it's true. Um, but that he was um, they when he went in to read for that, he was not thinking he was going to get it. So he had this sarcastic attitude. He was like, you know, I don't give a shit kind of sure. thing. And that was the thing that won that, him that, the actual part was because, and that, yeah. And what's, that's what's kind of neat on my side now. Whereas back when I lived in LA, every audition was the end of the world. You know, now you learn that quick that it's usually 100 to one. It takes a hundred auditions to get one job. Uh, but I remember I went to a final casting call, um, it was for cold case, the show cold case on CBS. And um, I kept going through every callback, callback. And I got to the final callback and it was like 13 pages of script. I had to have memorized within six hours. And I remember stressing over it. And uh, the casting producer told me, they were like, we loved you, but we went with a guy that had a bigger resume. But my point being now, when I approach an audition, sure, I take it serious to an extent, but at the end of the day, it's not going to make me or break me. I've got a job that'll pay my bills. I've got a family that I can come home to. So it's a, it's a, a sense of relief, I guess you could say. So mm-hmm. it, a little easier. I, it's not that I don't take the job serious, but I don't take the rejection at all. Like, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. 
Because I've always thought myself that it would be the hardest thing to be would be uh, an actor or an actress because you have to prove yourself again and again and again. And then until you get where you're ultra famous, and sometimes you still have to prove yourself at that point too, but not in the same way. But the amount of rejection that you endure um, and I only know this book from movies and I've had some um, some friends that were extras and different things like that. Um, and I've got a couple of friends that their children, you know, are actors. Right. But it is, you know, I would just think it would be so debilitating to go through that over and over and, and over again. It was at the beginning. But like I said, I think it's more. And that's usually when the jobs start coming is like you said, with Harrison Ford is when it's okay. I'm just going to approach this as another, as an everyday thing. I'm going to try to create the character as I see it. And if they like it, they like it. And if they don't, that's okay too. Versus how do they want to see me? How yeah. do I act? How, how do, do I, I have to conform into their idea? That's correct. That's yeah. Correct. Yeah. So going forward, that's how I'm going to approach everything. That sounds perfect. I'll let you know when I book jobs. That's right. So yeah. we know you're gonna you're gonna get the jobs right now because you're relaxed in it. Right here, you know. Say that again. I'm, I'm speaking it into existence right here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I am super excited, and I so appreciate you coming on here and and talking. But I have one question I want to ask before we go. Okay. And um, when you, let me see how to phrase this. When you come to the place in your life where you know you're going to be passing away, what is it that you want to be remembered for or as? How do you want people to speak about you? What do you want them to say? That's going to make me emotional. Because okay. I do think about this a lot. And um, I want to be known as a good dad. Um, I want my kids to always know that I tried everything for them. I made sacrifices for them. And um, I try to make their life as good as possible. So that's that's my number one. It's It's not about me. It's not about, you know, I want people to say I was a you know whatever I, I want I want my kids to be able to say man I had a good dad well that sounds perfect not a lot of people can say that right yeah and I mean I, I don't know if I'm doing a good job at it but I'm trying so yeah well we all do what we can from where we're at right that's right that's, that's right. right yeah and and I will share um the reason that question is on my mind is um, I just had someone who was um, close to me that passed away um, so, yesterday. Well, I found out about it yesterday. And um, and the one thing that he had always said was that he wanted to make sure that he made a difference in people's lives. And the amount of people that I've had conversations with about him since that happened, it's like, man, he had no idea of the difference he made for people. And so I kind of feel like for you, I think you're going to have such a big impact on your children that 
you will, I think you'll get a little inkling of it as they get older, but sure. I think you're going to be blown away at some point uh, when they start telling you how much you've done for them. And part of what you do for them is showing them that you can be an individual and you have all these different interests and that would help them as they get older and they get married to know that it's okay to have all of this stuff and have a full, full life. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. You know, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to get emotional, but when you talk about my kids and uh, you know, my family, I'm gonna, it makes yeah. me a little emotional, you know, that's, that's perfect. You know, I hope, I hope so. I, I hope so. And, you know, and I think so. I do think so because, you know, Father's Day and birthdays, they write me letters and those, those are things more than gifts. I love getting cards because they handwrite me, you know, how they feel. And it's, it is funny to see, you know, a seven-year-old write what he loves about me and then a 15-year-old and um, every Father's Day, it looks kind of like this, except a little worse, but uh, <laughs> so, um, that's where my heart, and I'll be honest, you know, that's, they make my world go round. So, um, you know. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So thank you for sharing all that. And I will say some of my fondest gifts that I've gotten from my kids over the years are some of those handwritten cards. And I've even got some little things in frames that I have up on the wall because it's like she might have only been, you know, six years old, but it's still perfect and all of those <laughs> different things. So um, as a parent, you know, it's always amazing and wonderful to see how you, the things that they remember, you know, right. is, is great. All right. So I guess we will, we will call it a day, but okay. just, just hang out for just a second. Um, and sure. I want to tell everybody that is listening or watching to definitely um, leave a message in the comments if you want to um, to chat with either one of us, ask any questions. Um, I know on some of my other podcasts, there have been people that have actually sent messages to the guest. And so you're definitely you know, allowed to do that. And um, it would it would be great. I'm sure he would love to hear from some people. And to also, I'm going to be sharing it on YouTube and different places. So whatever it is you do, wherever you're watching this to make this go out to more people, do that. So like, share, subscribe, whatever it is. And I will see you next time. Mwah.